Everything is real. I'm Natalie D. I'm Drew Toothpaste. And today we're going to discuss how Marian apparitions are completely real. Now, Marian apparitions, you're not talking about the small town in Ohio. <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about when people have, like, a vision or there is a event where multiple people will see the Virgin Mary. Now, this is interesting to me because as somebody that's coming in pretty fresh to religion in general, I don't think I really understand the significance of Mary. <laughs> she was Jesus's mom. I... <laughs> I know that. Now, I'm going to admit, we have a trivia channel in our Discord. If you're not in our Discord, it's patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. But we have a trivia bot in there going, and I stopped in, you know, to play some trivia. It just asked you questions, you type them. And it said, who is the father of Jesus? And I was like, God. <laughs> I thought that was the whole thing. <laughs> it said, no, it's Joseph. Man, I don't know. <laughs> the whole thing was that it wasn't joseph here's the thing with the virgin mary right is that everybody always thinks that the virgin mary was just some virginal lady and she was just going about her business and she married joseph and for some reason did not have sex with them mm -hmm. and then she got touched by the lord right yeah they think it is very cut and dry like that that is not what was going on with the virgin mary the virgin mary her parents were affluent like they were like rollers Ah, uh, the old, if you click somebody's Wikipedia and their parents have links. Right, right. So her family was affluent. And as a sign of devotion or something, they were like, we are going to commit our daughter to the church. And so they were like, we are going to be so pious that we're going to take this little tiny kid and we're just going to send her to church and she's going to live in the church forever. And so they sent her to live in this temple or whatever the fuck when she was like a toddler. Mm. And she was kept at this temple as, like a religious thing until she got to be an age where she was like having her period right and so once that happened she was no longer clean and she couldn't live in the church anymore and so they had to marry her off to somebody and so she was very very young and the way they picked who was going to marry her was that all the dudes put their staffs into a pile and then like whoever had the shortest one got her right but then there was like an additional miracle where when they picked joseph's staff it like bloomed like flowers came out of it right okay and All so right. joseph was like 90 years old and he was a serious church dude oh and he took mary into his home as his wife but it was like a religious obligation to him that he was just going to take care of her because she was a child okay and so that was the deal with mary and joseph it wasn't like a marriage like you would think about a marriage now i'm not even sure like what book that is from that might be a gnostic thing one of those books that got cut out of the bible but that is what i've read that is my understanding of it Okay, this is a whole new dimension to this story. Right. I thought it was pretty ABC. I just, I thought that Joseph just looked like an older version of Jesus. No, Joseph was like an old man and Mary was very, very young. Okay, okay. So then people see Mary. Now, are they seeing like a kid? No, or... they're seeing, obviously you're seeing the mother of the Lord. Okay, so they're seeing like a mom angel. No, they'll see like Mary with the thing on her head, right? <laughs> She'll have like a bunch of roses. Like, she really likes that kind of crap, and she will glow. Well, actually, like, 
it seems to me that most of the time when they have these apparitions, what these people are perceiving is just, like, blinding light. And the combination of, like, the sensations they get when they have this, like, blinding light and, like, the messages they receive. They are Catholic people, so they perceive them as being the Virgin Mary. Okay. So people will have an experience where they feel as if they have seen the Virgin Mary and they feel connected to this. And maybe this is linked to this being the predominant source of, like, holiness or purity that they are getting out of their religious background. Right. So they're assigning that to Mary. Right. Okay. And so what does the church think about this? The Catholic church, I'm assuming, right? The Catholic church? Right. I think the Marian apparitions are basically just a Catholic thing. It is my understanding that non-Catholics are not as crazy about the Virgin Mary as Catholics are. Catholic people, like, they are as into the Virgin Mary as anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, when I think about it, it's like the way that like fundamentalist Christians and like Baptists and like people like American style Christianity are about Jesus. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how old school Catholics are with the Virgin Mary. Okay. They just, they're really bananas about her. And so if you see a Marian apparition, it's like seeing Jesus, right? It's like, you have to be like totally taken by it, right? And so how often does this happen? It happens a lot. It happens all the time, but the church has to investigate it and this and that and the other thing. So a Marian apparition the definition is a supernatural appearance or a series of appearances by Mary. And when this happens, a person will see her in their own personal environment. So like by their house, like down by the spring, right? <laughs> okay, so it's like if there's somebody there. Right. And in order to be considered a Marian apparition by the Catholic Church, it has to be a corporeal presentation. And so they say that you should be able to see the body of Mary. But so many of these things I've, I've read, it seems like they are like blinded by light. Like the sun gets gigantic and just like burns the retinas out, right? Okay. <laughs> Something interesting is that when people have these visions of the Virgin Mary, it is usually interior locution, which means that they are getting the messages from the Virgin Mary telepathically. Really? Right. So they are not hearing somebody say this. Right. It's just like the little kids at the aerial school. So in 1994 in South Africa, and we've we've talked about this previously, there was a craft landing and there were beings that came out of the craft and about 60 or so school children witnessed these beings come out of the craft and give them telepathic messages. Mm -hmm. They were all interviewed separately and... You know, a psychologist from Harvard came and analyzed them and said, you know, I believe they're telling the truth. The students' stories were similar and they did not repeat the same words as each other. They sort of gave different versions of an idea of the aliens telling them to save the world. And they experienced different visual phenomena. Right. Which seemed to imply that they were not just 3D aliens that came out of the craft like El Chombo. Yeah. <laughs> they were you know, interdimensional, there's something else freaky going on. Right, like, the kids were talking about how when the aliens were walking out of the craft, it's like they were jumping backwards and forwards and stuff. They were not behaving in the way that someone interacting with our plane of existence would, would show behaviors, right? Right. So they're obviously on some different shit. Like they're jumping back and forth and this and that, and it was just creepy. <laughs> 
And so that message was relayed telepathically. It's very interesting that the Marian apparition seemed to speak telepathically. Of course, this also is great for immersion because what if you're out, you know, you walk down by the creek, turn around and there's the Virgin Mary. Mm -hmm. And you're like, holy shit, like... Do you have any idea how popular you are now? And she opens her mouth and she's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> she's got a weird, creaky voice. Ruins it. Right, right. <laughs> the telepathic thing. I think that's a big part of it. Right, right. Another thing with the Marian apparitions is that they are often accompanied by other supernatural phenomena, like curing people of disease or, you know, like, look in your pockets, they're full of flowers, right? <laughs> Okay. But all of these miraculous supernatural things that happen with the apparition are not the purpose of the apparition. They are to validate the message that is being relayed. Like someone would be like, I don't believe that you're the Virgin Mary. And then she does a magic trick. No, right. And then she's uh -huh. like, now you have to listen to me because I proved it to you. Right. That's just like the loaves and fishes. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a magic trick centric religion. Right. <laughs> So I am of a mind that when I hear about things like Marian apparitions, I assume that they are the same thing that people perceive as being UFO phenomena now. Okay. That is how I interpret all this stuff. And so when I hear stuff like Mary was communicating telepathically or like people were all standing around and the sun started flying around the sky all over the place, like it's obvious to me that they are casting it in a religious way and what they are perceiving is the same mysterious things that people have perceived since the dawn of time that had nothing to do with Christianity. Yeah, and as far as mystical experiences that involved seeing something or someone in the flesh, it's happened many times over human history. Right. Like as far back as history goes, we have stories right. that, are, that are very similar. And every time there is any kind of interaction between people and aliens or people in religious apparitions, they always say the same thing. They always show you visions of cataclysm. They always show you warnings of the future. That is the same shit the aliens show you. That is the same shit that the kids saw at the aerial school. And that is the same stuff that the Virgin Mary showed the kids at Fatima or anywhere else. Okay, so Our Lady of Fatima, this is like one of the more prominent Marian apparitions. Right. And I know about this because there was a whole secret, like Nostradamus type thing surrounding right. it. Right, I'm going to talk all about that here in a second, but... I wanted to talk also about why it is that people believe this. People believe in Marian apparitions because they consider them to be evidence that Catholicism is right. <laughs> right? Yeah. They are going to believe in them because anytime they hear about it, it's like, here's the proof that everything you've been devoting yourself to for your whole life is actually true. And so people eat it up. Right. And this is a religion where all of the important stuff happened like prior to your, what, 100? Right. So... It's been rocking a long time and nothing has happened. People, <laughs> I don't blame people. You get nervous. Right. 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 And also, if something happens that's not of this fucking universe, you're like, okay. Right. Thanks. Well, when these things happen, there is an added effect of creating sites that people will take pilgrimages to. And so if there is an apparition and that people start spreading the rumors around like, oh, so-and-so saw Virgin Mary in the concrete block behind the dumpster. 
Mm-hmm. Suddenly, everybody's going to start going there. Everybody's yeah. going to start going there. Everyone's going to go there and touch it and put their hankies on it and all kinds of stuff. Because it is like a site where it is like the most recent interaction. And this is linked to like when the statues are, are crying blood and stuff yeah, like that. Right, right. I have tried more than once to figure out exactly what statue I saw. But when I was a kid, I was hanging out with my grandmother. I used to stay at her house like for prolonged periods of time, right? And one day I woke up and she's like, we're going to go and see the Mary. And we just hopped in the car and we drove somewhere. It was distance away. So probably was in Pennsylvania. And we went and saw the Mary that cried blood. And we just sat in this like chapel and everyone had the rosaries and we just sat in there and prayed. And there was like the creepy statue with like the drips on her face and stuff. Was it still actively dripping? Um, I think it was dry, but people were not going to wipe it off, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you needed yeah. to be able to see it. It's like Some the of Paul them... Hollywood handshake. Right. Some of the statues will cry blood. Some of them will cry like oil, perfumed oil. Like the same kind of oil that they put on your forehead when they do last rites. Okay. It just depends okay. on that's what kind a of little, you get. That's a little sus because they already have that in the church. Right. Like if they if they cry blood, like, okay, where'd you get that? <laughs> right. But yes, I went on a mini pilgrimage with my grandmother to see the crying Mary. If anyone is wondering how I ended up so weird. <laughs> it was definitely a weird scene. Everyone got like, they had like people selling rosaries there. Everyone got a new rosary. It was a bob. Yeah. Were they like glow in the dark or was no, it all I, very serious? I think I, it was a very serious rosary. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That was like a regular one. <laughs> so how does the Catholic Church determine that a Marian apparition is real? I looked this up myself earlier today because I was interested in it. But when I learned about it, I was disappointed. Not disappointed, but like it seemed fishy to me. Okay. So when someone has a Marian apparition, it will get reported to the church. And the first thing they do will be to investigate the report. They will go and poke around and see if people witnessed it. They will listen to the details of the story and the people who were involved in it and they'll be like okay is this likely or is this unlikely and if it is something that they cannot prove easily then they obviously are not going to investigate it right Uh but if they find that the way that the apparition shook out is not theologically sound they will also dismiss it Ooh. Okay, so if something shows up and it contradicts official church doctrine, they're like, no. Right, right. Ooh, okay. They will investigate the person who reported it. If the person is mentally ill, if they've had any history of being dishonest, if they're insincere, if they've had any missteps in their life, if they are not a devout practicing Catholic who is committed to traditional Catholic doctrine, they will say it's not real. So... If you came out and you said, I saw Virgin Mary by the crick, and I was like, what the fuck? They'd be like, he didn't see shit. Because you said fuck, and because you're not a Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Two strikes. Right, And right. All, you need, all you need is one. Right. And so if you are not on the up and up, they're going to say it's not true off the bat, which I also think is a little bit fishy. I don't believe that if there is a higher power that is going to intercede in human life, that it is only going to intercede in the lives of people who are already perfect. And who else other than the poor and the people who have a hard life who else would be visited by the Virgin Mary and I also thought that one of the major things of Catholicism is that you go and confess and you get absolved right and all you have to do is pray right right 
I thought that was a big deal. And that's what is lacking in a lot of like fundamental American religions, which is that if you ever do anything wrong, you go to hell. Good night. But maybe if you're like doing bad stuff and you have not confessed. Okay. If you're not going to confession every weekend, you're not up to date on your confession, confessions yeah. and stuff, yeah. then you are not committed to the doctrine. And so it doesn't matter what you saw. That makes sense. They will then investigate the soundness of the message that the Virgin Mary passed on to people. And they will like look into everything that she said. And if anything that she said isn't up to date with the doctrine... It's not real. Mm. So Virgin Mary can't come out and be like, the church has to stop molesting little kids because the church is like, we're covering that up still. So she she can't be right. Yeah. Yeah. That's still going on, I think. <laughs> right. Right. But just me pointing it out, like they could shit can any message they get if they just don't like the messages. So whether or not it is actually Mary is decided by the organization right. of the church. Right. The Catholic Church. The last thing that they will look into is the effects of the apparition. And if everything else checks out, but the apparition just didn't land for some reason. People don't give a shit about it. People aren't going on pilgrimages to see it. They'll be like, forget it. We're not going to worry about it. Really? Yeah. So it has to be a hit. Yeah. It has to be like... <laughs> it's got a chart. Right. <laughs> If no one changes their behavior over the apparition, then it's not legitimate to them. Yeah, you don't have enough likes on this, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> so to me, that kind of makes it seem like the church is collecting stories of supernatural events from people, which may be, in my opinion, aliens, interdimensional beings, something that is not the Virgin Mary. But the church is collecting all of these reports and sending it through its own filter and just filtering out the stories that sound like they might be Mary. Yeah. Based on what they believe it to be. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, like, if I was an interdimensional being and I wanted to convince somebody to pass on a message i might appear as the virgin mary right i might appear and and here's the thing is if if you are moving through like the ninth dimension and you are moving through multiple dimensions of time twisting and weaving your way through the fabric of reality itself like i'm sure you could look up what the Virgin Mary looks like, the most common statue of Virgin Mary, and just make yourself look like that. Right, right. Like, if you were an interdimensional being, wouldn't you try to appear to people in a, in a form that would not terrify them? Yeah, it's just like that Adventure Time episode where uh, they went into the virtual reality and BMO just turned into an enormous ripped guy that had <laughs> BMO as his head. Yeah. Like, that is... <laughs> That's just the thing, is that BMO knew that if he appeared as himself, that nobody would believe that he had the power he did. But when he had to appear as the admin of the virtual reality, then he had to create that avatar for himself that right. made himself be believable. And so that's why I think, you know, blinding light or not, I think if people are perceiving it as Mary, I think it would be easy for an alien to appear in that form or to transmit that form to them telepathically, right, right, for sure. Right. Maybe, I mean, honestly, Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, what I would do is I would do Virgin Mary, but I would do fitness influencer mode Virgin Mary, like ripped, virginal, extremely powerful, but also pure. Right. Pure power. <laughs> 
So, Our Lady of Fatima. We were mentioning it a little bit before. Yeah. This was an event that happened in 1917. And three children saw an apparition of the Virgin Mary. And one of the children, who was named Lucia, reported that there were three secrets given to the children by Mary. Mm -hmm. In 1941, she described the secrets that were told to her. The first one was a vision of hell, which is always what I like to greet children with. Yeah. Yeah. So the kids got a vision of hell from the Virgin Mary. The second message was a prediction about the end of World War One, And so she was like, this is how it's going to wrap up kids. And the Virgin Mary warned them that a worse war was coming than World War One. Mm-hmm. So that was, that ended up being true eventually, yeah. Right. That was in 1941. When they were talking about the end of the Great War and the beginning of the next war that was coming, World War II, she said that before the Second War started, that there would be an omen of illuminating light that would be the tip-off that it was coming, right? Mm-hmm. In January of 1938, there was an aurora borealis visible all the way in California and North Africa. And a month after that is when Hitler took control of austria okay so All right. the second prediction of the lady of fatima seemed like it turned out first of all if you're a kid in europe and of course the great war was happening in europe if you're a kid in portugal and it's 1917 and the and the great war's been going for three years you're like oh shit virgin mary and she's like yes it's me my child and the virgin mary is like listen up world war one is gonna end soon and you're like what do you mean one <laughs> Right. Well, another thing is interesting about this is that Lucia is like the main mouthpiece of this whole operation, even though there were three kids. They were all cousins, right? And they saw Our Lady of Fatima in 1917. And then in 1919, two out of three of the kids died in the flu pandemic that happened. The great influenza. Spanish flu. Right. And so two thirds of these kids died before anyone figured any of this shit out, right? Uh-huh. The third vision of Our Lady of Fatima was a vision of the mass death of the Pope and other religious figures, and it was generally believed to be a vision of the apocalypse and the end of the Catholic Church. Some people believe that the full text of the third secret was never revealed. I believe that that is the case also. I would believe that the Catholic Church might conceal a prediction of something that might happen to the church in the future if they feel like it would persuade people to leave the church or it would cause people to lose faith in the church, if not in the religion. Mm -hmm. There have been all kinds of prophecies about the Catholic Church, and some people note that Pope Francis seems to be different from some of these other popes that have come before him. Mm -hmm. uh, he seems more liberal, even though, I mean, he did as recently as 2018 say that kids who were reporting child abuse within the church were making it up. So not, <laughs> not, I wouldn't call him a superhero or anything. Right, right. You know, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, regardless of what you believe. But, you know, the religion and the afterlife and anything supernatural you believe in is what you believe in and that's separate from an organization of the church that in the past has had its own army and is its own country and has its own economy with billions of dollars right right, right? these are two separate things uh the organization is an organization like the boy scouts which also covers up child abuse <laughs> but there's like 
always, always these schisms within the church. Yeah. And one of these schisms that has popped up lately is people starting to say that Pope Francis is actually the anti-pope and he's the one that's going to destroy the church. Right. And so that's maybe tied to Our Lady of Fatima. Maybe that gets tied into that belief. But there are some people that believe that some of the scandals of the Catholic Church are referenced even in the part that was revealed in the third secret of Fatima. Right. Which is the idea of, you know, the cardinals and everybody like falling into ruin and all the churches falling down and all the shit that happened. Right, right. There was a whole thing with the third secret where Lucia wrote it down and sent it to the Pope and it was sealed. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you cannot open this until like 1960. I don't, I don't remember what the date was, right? It was 1960, yeah. When the date rolled around, the Vatican was like, oh yeah, we're not going to open that right now. <laughs> and then they put it off and put it off and then they read the letter and it was a non-event right mm -hmm. it didn't make sense like why they would have put it off from what was the contents of the letter and there was all kinds of people with like conspiratorial ideas where they were like well there was two pages and they only read one page and there was a back to that letter and they didn't read it, right? <laughs> yeah. And so there's a lot of conspiracies involved in it. And when it comes to something like the Vatican, you're apt to believe them. At least I am. I mean, there's so much weird shit happening at the Vatican. Like we've mentioned before, there's possibly a device in the Vatican. I might even go peewee mode and say it's in the basement of the Vatican <laughs> that lets you look through time called the chronovisor. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I really like the chronovisor. I really hope that it's real. I would love if the chronovisor exists. Uh, Mario, call me. <laughs> there was also a vision of an apparition in France in 1871 called Our Lady of Pontmain, where there were multiple children who saw a vision of Mary, and it was only the children who saw it. The adults who were standing around couldn't see anything. Now, this one is probably my favorite out of all the ones that we researched. Right. And when they brought the children in to ask them about it, they were able to confirm that the children saw the apparition. The adults that did not see the apparition, however, did see three stars in a triangle in the sky. <laughs> yeah. That was never there before. What would someone in the 1800s describe as being three stars in the sky in the form of a triangle? If you saw that today over the woods while you were camping, you'd be like, I saw a triangle UFO. I saw a black triangle UFO. That is well established. It's like second to the silver disc. Yeah. It's the most common UFO. Now, first of all, I love this because the way that this happened, there are kids chilling in Pont Maine. This is uh, France, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, shit, you know, it's the Virgin Mary or it's an apparition or whatever. And adults are like, what are you talking about? And the kids are like, are you serious? You do not see this. This is the wildest shit I've ever seen. The adults are like, I do not believe this. So they went and they grabbed other people around in the village. And they're like, come here and bring your kid. So they get this lady and she brings her son and they roll up and her son's like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> And the lady's like, what? And then the adults are like, yeah, we can't see it. All we can see is three stars in the sky in a black triangle. Right, right. And so this 
whole shit goes down and the, the apparition tells the kids like fucking be good to the earth or the earth is gonna end in apocalypse right there's also a common ghost apparition sighting that is worldwide called the white lady some people call her a ghostly hitchhiker woman in white in mexico they call it la llorona and in brazil it's called dama branca so there's like a pretty universal phenomena of people seeing like ghostly apparitions of women like all over the place like glowing women uh-huh yeah in white glowing white and they're crying the virgin mary cries all the time too she just cries and cries <laughs> that's one of the only things i know about her yeah <laughs> just all the time all the time <laughs> So we do have evidence that it's not true, clearly. When it came to the kids from Our Lady of Fatima, they were told by the apparition that the war would end on October 13th of 1917, but it did not actually end until Armistice Day of 1918. Yeah, so we're talking over a year later. Right, right. And then... Almost all reports of Marian apparitions are rejected by the Catholic Church as fraudulent or false. But in the beginning of this episode, I told y'all why it doesn't matter what the church thinks. The church is going to say it's false if you are not a perfect Catholic. The church is going to say it's false if the Virgin Mary told you anything that is in conflict with the church's hateful doctrine. Why would the Virgin Mary come and say that the Catholic Church was doing a great job? She wouldn't be showing up to say that. But anything <laughs> anything that she says is not just like, I love the Pope, the Catholic Church kicks ass. Like if she's not saying that, they're like, it's not real. Yeah, you could see why a lot of the things where if you have a supernatural apparition, like bringing an important message to somebody, you could see why it would not necessarily jibe with the official doctrine. Right, right. The Catholic Church does approve of some apparitions. And when the Catholic Church approves of the apparition, it turns into a huge like pilgrimage site, right? And people will get like millions of visitors every year. Well, there's like Our Lady of Guadalupe, mm -hmm. who is in Mexico City, and that gets millions right. of visitors. There's Our Lady of Lourdes. Right. So even though the Catholic Church will approve of these apparitions, it is not required of Catholics that they believe in them. Oh. They are considered extra credit. Really? Like, if you are a practicing Catholic and you are a perfect Catholic in every way, but then you're like, I don't believe in Our Lady of Guadalupe, no points taken off. You're still fine. Really? Yeah. Right. So you can be a Catholic and you can deny the apparition by the rules of the church. You are still in good standing? Right, right. You are not required to believe in them. Wow, okay. During the 20th century, there were 386 cases of Marian apparitions considered by the church. And out of 386, only eight of them were judged to have supernatural character and like backed up by the church. Mm -hmm. And almost all Marian apparitions are reported by a single person and were only seen once. Yeah, and like Our Lady of Fatima, uh, it was seen by three kids and two of the other ones immediately died. Right, right. And then Lucia, who survived, uh, she went on and just lived in the church the rest of her yeah, life. Yeah, she was like a nun or something. And so she's the only point of contact. And whenever there's one person, and it sucks because if you're a fucking alien or you're an interdimensional being or you're an Anunnaki or an Archon, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you ever want to do the, the Bill Murray, nobody will ever believe you trick, <laughs> you just show up to somebody while they're by themselves. Right. Well, I saw a crazy vision. <laughs>
It uh, it doesn't matter. Right. I was watching some videos earlier trying to, to prep myself for this episode, and I was watching some videos of Virgin Mary statues that did weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there were a lot of them that cried oil and stuff like that, but my favorite one I saw when I was looking at videos earlier was this Virgin Mary statue that was made out of fiberglass, and it was in some grotto, and people were all praying outside of it. And then suddenly she grew three inches, and she turned from fiberglass into porcelain. <laughs> that is the most low-grade manifestation <laughs> that any supernatural being has ever. Like one time my kid is like, I used to have an Isabel keychain from Animal Crossing. And then one day I had I had my keychain and I looked down and then I found in my room, I found another keychain. So I have two identical keychains. Like, that's more impressive than the... Right. <laughs> I used to be made of something else. Okay, man. Well, I mean, that would be like if you turn from man into being made out of, like, popsicle sticks or something. Yeah, yeah. I guess it is impressive. <laughs> See, from fiberglass to porcelain, but also larger size, like you Just clearly... Just three inches taller, not crazy. <laughs> Just a little bigger. <laughs> Yeah. And also there's all kinds of like videos where they're like, if you look, the Virgin Mary's mouth is moving with all the people praying. I could never see anything like that. I was like, I don't see it. It's like even worse than ghost videos where you have to really like be paying attention. The ghost videos where you see the dust mites and their orbs is at least at least you did see something. If you have to like stare at something for so long that you get like that optical illusion effect, mm -hmm. then that's not very credible to me, unfortunately. Right, right. So much to think about with the Marian apparitions. What would you score Marian apparitions in your scale of one to 10 of believability? So before I go in with what I think, hit up the Discord. Patreon.com slash GarbageBrainUniversity is how you get there if you haven't. Head into our current ep chat channel and give your score one. Absolutely not real. Never happened. All lies. Not believable. 10. Absolutely 100% real. 1 to 10 scale. Uh -huh. I'm going to give the Marian apparition a 6. Okay. And the reason I'm going for 6 is I think that absolutely there has been a phenomenon documented going all the way back to the beginning of human history of people being in contact with entities people being in contact with beings they would consider ghosts, people coming into contact with glowing, radiating orbs or presences that are relaying telepathic messages to them. And just like we always talk about with ghosts, maybe this is what you think it is, which is something has moved through space and time and is beaming something into your mind, or maybe there's something else happening. Right. But the actual apparition itself, where you perceive something happening and a message is relayed to you in some manner, is credible to me. It's credible because, no, it hasn't happened to me, but you, Natalie, you've seen a real ghost. It looked like a real fucking guy, mm -hmm. okay? I have a family member who has told me a completely credible story of seeing a ghost, okay? Seeing somebody who was dead and seeing somebody who was acting in a completely normal way in a space that would have been familiar to them seeing them, perceiving them, 
right? So many people have had contact with entities that are giving them messages or showing them things or causing them to have thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. That this is a real phenomenon. So for kids to show up, and this is echoed, we have modern as in 1994. And then there's a documentary that just came out. Uh, it was either this year or last year called The Aerial Phenomenon about these kids you know, after they've grown up talking about this and they can still remember it, right? It was one of their most important memories. Mm -hmm. And it was something that changed people's lives. At the time it happened, it was, everybody considered it a goof. And the guy from Harvard who went to interview these kids, and you, you got to think about this, these are children. This would have been fucking traumatizing. Right, right. To see, like, aliens warping space and telling you, oh, yeah, your planet's fucked, bro. Yeah, right. So, like, prior to that, I can't imagine anybody being taken seriously unless they try to relate it to some kind of dominant paradigm. Like, I don't know, the church. Right. So I do think that there's a reason why people who are in contact with something greater than themselves that is displaying supernatural abilities, the only explanation they have for that, you know, between zero and, <laughs> you know, between zero and 1950, the only explanation for that was whatever your religion is. Right. Right. But as far as this being an explicitly Catholic phenomenon, I feel like that's been imprinted onto it by an organization to further its own ends, right? And it's not conspiratorial to say that. It is literally an organization that is incorporated as its own nation state and doesn't pay taxes. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So I think uh, as far as a nation state gaining legitimacy and power for itself by having evidences around the world that it then verifies on its own, <laughs> I think that setup is clear. Right. As to, you know, how this is serving them. Right. And to what ends. Right, sure. So I'm, I'm going to go with six. I think it's real. I don't think it's Catholic. I'm going to go and I'm going to say eight. I'm going to say eight. I don't think it's the Virgin Mary, but I do think that whatever people are seeing is real. I think it is the same thing that is a ghost, that is a Bigfoot, that is an alien, that is anything, right? It's a goblin. It's a fairy. It's La Llorona. Who knows what it is, right? But I do believe that people saw something. I do believe that there are paranormal things that would happen in association with people's interaction with these apparitions. I think that out of the 386 cases in the 20th century, the church only accepts eight. I believe that the eight that they accept were just the ones that they were able to massage into being Catholic doctrine. And I believe that many more of those could have been real. But like I said, I don't believe it was necessarily Mary. I definitely believe people saw something though. Yeah, for sure. But I think that your opinion was, was very much the same as mine. Only I'm going to say eight because I'm not going to say ten because I don't think it's Mary. But I do absolutely think people saw something. I think that's a totally fair assessment. Again, drop into Discord. Let us know. One, not real. Ten, totally real. You know, Natalie, speaking of real, do you know who is the realest insurance agent on this planet? Uh, Corey Grella. She's going to give you an insurance policy that is so tight and so legit that even the Catholic Church will have to admit that is right. You know, <laughs> not everybody can wake up and see an apparition of a glowing woman outside their window, but we know for sure there's a glowing woman in Alaska who's just a phone call away, and that's Corey Grella. She's ready to insure you. <laughs> Our Lady of Insurance. 
And our other sponsor, Harlem Township, right here in Central Ohio. Right, they have the best grottos around. That's a perfect place to put a grotto. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to see the Virgin Mary somewhere, where else but a grotto? A running stream, a misty forest, a stone grotto, all these things are available to you in Harlem Township, Delaware County. Central Ohio. Thanks to Corey Grella and to Harlem Township for sponsoring us. If you'd like to sponsor us, those details are available at patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Yes, let us control your advertising campaign. We will run it into the ground. (laughs) So thanks again for listening. And remember, everything is real. I love you. Goodbye.